Hello and welcome to this latest podcast from NICE. My name's Phil Ranson and I work in the communications team at NICE. Today we'll be talking about the growing problem of antimicrobial resistance and what NICE and NHS England are doing to help tackle it. More people are contracting drug-resistant superbugs than ever before, and antimicrobial resistance is predicted to cause 10 million deaths globally each year by 2050 if no action is taken. Which is why last week, NHS England, together with NICE, launched a consultation on behalf of all nations of the UK on plans to build on the world's first pilot delivered almost a year ago to incentivise the pharmaceutical industry to develop new antibiotics that could be offered to NHS patients when they need them the most. To talk about the consultation and what it means for healthcare professionals and patients and wider society, I'm joined by Sophie Cooper, who is a senior scientific advisor in the Science, Evidence and Analytics Directorate at NICE, and by David Glover, who is the Assistant Director of Medicines Analysis at NHS England. So before we go into questions then, can I ask you both to introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about what you do, starting with Sophie. I work in NICE's science policy and research team and our sort of raison d'etre is to, to improve the methods that NICE use to make sure they're, they're fit for purpose and, and can take account of novel technologies and medicines and, and, and changes in the health and social care system. In relation to what we're talking about today, the past two or three years now I've been working on the joint NICE NHS England pilot project to test new ways of evaluating and paying for antimicrobials and I'll continue to lead the NICE side on devising and implementing a, our routine framework for the future which we're here to talk about today. Thanks Sophie and David. I'm the Assistant Director of Medicines Analysis at NHS England and I sit in the Medicines Value and Access team. We're all about what those three words say, Medicines Value and Access. And I've been leading on our contribution to the joint project we've been doing with NICE on looking at new ways to evaluate and pay for antimicrobial products. Before that, I was the economic advisor at the Office for Life Sciences in the UK, working for UK government. And I've been an economic advisor at Department of Health for about 15 years. Thanks, David. So can I start the questions firstly with you, David, and can I ask you to tell us a bit about what the purpose of this consultation is? So the purpose of the consultation is to set out the way in which antimicrobial products subscription model will work. Just as importantly, it's to get feedback from anyone who's interested in this area. So that's why we're running the consultation. Since 2019, NHS England and NICE have been running a pilot project on how to pay for antimicrobials. We've captured the lessons from the pilot and developed a more pragmatic scheme that will enable the NHS to increase the number of antimicrobials uh, offered a subscription-style contract. The proposals expand the number of products, expand from England only to the whole of the UK, and also expand the value of the annual fee we're willing to pay. The new scheme will also allow us to get contracts in places more quickly after a product comes to market than under the process we used in the pilot. Thanks, David. So, Sophie, why do we need a subscription-style payment model for new antimicrobials? As with all drugs, pharmaceutical companies need to make a return on investment for developing their products. I mean, they do this through revenue they get from selling their product. But the issue with antimicrobials is sales are often really low, particularly for drugs which target high resistance of superbugs that we're interested in as part of this scheme. 
And that's for good reason. That's because these drugs are kind of tightly restricted in order to slow down resistance emerging. And that's called antimicrobial stewardship. So stewardship is all about the right drug to the right patient, the right person at the right time. And that's why that sort of the market is failing. To put some numbers to that, our Department of Health and Social Care and also the Wellcome Trust um, several years ago did a review which estimated that antimicrobial resistance causes around 700,000 deaths each year. That's globally. The startling thing as well is that if we weren't to change our approach, they estimated this would increase to 10 million deaths per year in the next few decades, I think by 2050. So that's kind of our incentive to do something via subscription model. What that does is it pays for a drug based on its value to the NHS rather than the amount that's sold. And that gives the financial incentives and return on investment and makes it all more commercially viable. And we'll focus today on our UK pilot, but we are working really closely with our colleagues in the Department of Health and Social Care and their global AMR team, including Dame Sally Davis, UK special envoy on AMR, to engage with health systems in other countries as well. Thank you. So following on for that, I think you might have alluded to this already, but this has often been termed a Netflix style model. So what exactly is meant by that? Yes, as I alluded to, it kind of works in the same way to your Netflix subscription. So you pay a regular fee and exchange, you can watch as much or as little as you like. So similarly, in an antimicrobial subscription model, the NHS pays that regular fee to pharmaceutical companies, regardless of how much of the drug is prescribed and used and sold. So we're delinking payments from usage. So even if the sales are really low, as I suggested they can be, the company still has that financial incentive, as we did in our pilot project, the future subscription model will include securities around that stewardship requirements to ensure appropriate prescribing and slowing down of resistance. Okay, thank you. Over to you now, David. What would you describe the main goal of the new programme as being? The goal of the programme is to create an environment that makes it commercially viable for the pharmaceutical industry to develop new antimicrobial products and bring them to market. By making it financially viable, products get pulled from that development stage through clinical trials to being launched. And that really is the goal, to get more products launched. In the longer term, we'll see if it's working as this will manifest itself with a larger pipeline of products focused on treating the most critical pathogens on the WHO priority pathogen list. But we realise this will take time as companies cannot just switch on and off their R&D programmes. And what sort of interest have companies shown following the successful pilot? So we've had a lot of interest. A number of companies showed interest in taking part in the pilot itself. We were only able to select two, but we had a number of companies coming forward. Uh, and then in the summer and autumn of 2022, we held some workshops to help us capture what went well and how we could learn from the challenges we faced during that pilot. We invited interested pharmaceutical companies, members of NICE Antimicrobial Evaluation Committee, and the experts who advise them, as well as people from the health, economic, academic community and clinical leaders from the UK and internationally. More recently, we've held more workshops with industry to explain the proposals that we'll be consulting on this summer and attendance from companies and their feedback has been very encouraging. So Sophie, back to you again. What were the main challenges highlighted by the pilot? What the pilot did was it showed it's possible to pay for antimicrobials in this new way. And the other positive was finding out that products that target these sort of superbugs that I mentioned, some, some really difficult to treat pathogens that have been highlighted by the WHO as a real global concern, have enough value to the NHS to justify paying what we call England's fair share. In the pilot, 
what NICE's committee did was look at quantitative health economic analyses and, and detailed modelling to help us estimate the value of each drug. What this approach revealed was the challenges that arise from the evidence base. There was a great deal of uncertainty in the actual value of the products, which made it difficult for the NHS and the companies to agree on this final contract value. And the way they got around that in the pilot was having a cap on the annual contract fee to sort of manage that. So they were sort of the main couple of challenges. And also like to say the opportunity to explain how we've addressed those in the proposals that we're consulting on. We're proposing doing the evaluation in quite a different way. We've created some clinically focused award criteria, which importantly are very much anchored in the learning from the pilot and what drove the model and the value of these products that we tested in the pilot so that we actually don't need to have quantitative health economic analyses on a, on a product by product basis in the future. So people can see from the consultation documents, the detailed system we're proposing to use, a product would be scored against these criteria we've devised and, and placed into one of four value bands. And by value band, I just mean that determines the contract payments. That's all, that's all detailed in our proposals. The award criteria are kind of in three main buckets. So we've got unmet need of a particular type of infection and pathogen and resistance mechanism. We've got the pharmacological benefits of the drug, but also importantly, the health system benefits. Because several of the benefits of antimicrobials and the criteria that we've included are about rewarding the public health benefits of antimicrobials that go beyond benefits to just the patients treated. One example, and this is a very simplified example, but if a drug could reduce someone's length of stay in hospital or reduce the side effect that would normally have someone on very time-consuming, expensive dialysis machines, that frees up hospital resources and enables other activities in the health system. So that's one example of those sort of wider benefits that we try and capture. Thanks, Sophie. David, can I ask you, for the pilot project, the maximum contract value for the antimicrobials was £10 million per year for a maximum of 10 years. Do you think this needs to be more? When we started the pilot and realised that the best way forward was to use a contract approach, we had to make sure that the framework used in the pilot complied with public contract regulations. That meant setting a contract value at the start of the procurement process, which inevitably was before any assessment of the value of the products had taken place. We thought that £10 million per year was fair. Since then, the assessments of the products that were included in the pilots have shown that in the right circumstances, products not only justified this £10 million figure, but showed it could be higher. So in the consultation, we are proposing a scheme that has four value bands. The top band offers an annual payment of £20 million per year, double that of the pilot. The second band offers a contract with £15 million annual payments and the third band £10 million per year and finally the bottom band at £5 million. The band into which a product is placed is determined by the scoring system that we've already touched on. All contracts will last for up to the remainder of the patent life of that product, so this could be up to 15 years. And will the UK scheme be applied to antibiotics already on the market or those new to the market or only the most novel? So the aim of the scheme is to encourage new products to be brought to market, but we also want to send the signal to industry that we are serious about paying for products based on the value to patients in the NHS. So the scheme will be open to both new products and those that are already on the market. The key thing is that they meet the eligibility criteria based on the WHO priority pathogen list and offer value to the NHS. Thank you. And finally, a question to both of you. Do you think these subscription style models are going to be game changing for the future development of antibiotics? 
Well, we hope so. We think we've devised a scheme that is world leading and offers a pragmatic solution about how you can pay for antimicrobial products that offer a genuine pull incentive to make developing new products and bring them to market commercially viable. As I'd just like to chip in and point out that as proud as we are of these proposals, the UK market is simply not large enough to fix this on its own. The UK make up less than 10% of the global antimicrobial market. So we'll continue to engage with health systems in other countries, encouraging them to, to use the lessons that we've learned from our experience and hopefully be able to create a similar approach that works from them. Thank you to my guests, Sophie Cooper and David Glover, for joining me on this episode of Nice Talks. If you've enjoyed this episode, please recommend it to a friend or colleague and click subscribe to keep up to date with our monthly podcasts. You can also find us on social media. Just follow the handle at NiceComs. And thanks for joining us. Until next time.